from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey guys, and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. This is Melody. This is Chad. I'm Chris. I'm Josh. And I'm Daniel. And we are back with you guys this time for our 50th episode. What? That's amazing. (laughs) 50-50. Yep. We are very excited uh, to to have made it this far, guys. We have been with you now for 50 episodes, five screeners, and some random guests along the way. (laughs) And we are excited to bring this 50th episode to you. We have some great fun planned, so you are in for a real treat on this one so uh but before we get into it remember that we do love to hear from you guys and connect with our listeners so check us out on facebook look for screeners podcast or you can go to our website and leave us comments there that is screenerspodcast.com so with that let's get into jump cut for our jump cut tonight, we thought we would dive into the deep end of the screener's main events for the last 50 episodes. That's right, folks. It took us a mere three and a half years to get through 50 episodes. <laughs> At this pace, we might get to 120, I don't know, 30 or something like that. But we thought, what better way to celebrate our first 50 episodes than to go back through and to limit ourselves only mm. to, to movies that we have actually reviewed in a main event. So what we're going to do is we're going to go around and give our top five screeners films of the last 50 episodes. One thing I think we all discovered as we began to go through the list today of the, the movies that we've reviewed is that very much like our flick chart, it leaves a lot to be desired. But, what are you talking about? These are the best <laughs> movies of all time. But, These movies are amazing. But we shall see. <laughs> uh, I'll put it to you this way. I I misunderstood what we were going to do for this, and I had intended for us to do like our top five movies of the last three years. And so I did a top ten, and only one of those movies were in any of the 50 that we've reviewed, <laughs> and it was number ten. But... <laughs> That's because you make lists full of foreign movies. What can you do? That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Your favorite movie of last year was something nobody's ever heard of. So I watched that, by the way. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Ooh, we will. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go around. We'll start with number five, and uh, we'll build our way up. Melody. Oh, no. Of the massive list of choices, of the marvelous (laughs) films, the cinema that we had to go through. Mm -hmm. What is your fifth favorite screeners movie? Of our I first was 50 episodes. really hoping that I would go last so that I could, like, adjust my answer, <laughs> depending on no what cheating. you guys said. Uh-huh. I can't cheat, so that's great. This is embarrassing. I have six different options that could be number five because they're all about equal to me. Um, and I'd really, I'm going to just pick one right now. I'm just going to pick my number five <laughs> movie that we have reviewed on this podcast. Is dun 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 gravity? Is that the question? Wow. Right. Yeah, that going so, with that gravity. Yes. That's that what was... it is. Gravity. You picked wrong. I looked yeah, back. You, no, no, I did look back on our on my show notes from 2013, my top 10 movies of 2013, and Gravity was actually my number one. Whoa! So apparently, whoa. I really liked it. Uh, I, you know, that it, was the only good movie in 2013. It pretty much. Pretty impact. much. It. Yeah. Well, you know, I saw it that one time. 
and <laughs> <laughs> I must have really liked it. Uh, no, it, it was a really good movie. It was very well done and very intense, and, and it was good. So All that's right. my number five. There In you go. classic Melody fashion, apologizing nice. for good movies everywhere. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. I mean, it there was it kind is. of like a, it was presented as a question more than it was an answer, but okay. that's okay. Well, because it had some equalish contenders. Uh, uh, Gravity is one of those rare movies for me that I like it less the more that I watch it. But mm-hmm. whatever. That's kind of what I'm afraid of. Whatever. So I bet I've only watched it yeah. once. So there okay. you go. So it's right. like the best it will ever be is what you're saying yeah. right now. So why right it? now? Right now. Never watch it again. That's right. I don't really plan to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Top five, people. Top Josh, five. I'm riveted, Josh. If you were able to actually find five movies that we've reviewed that you could even allow yourself to put on a best of list. So what's your number five? Well, number five is for me is the only movie um, on this list that was not from the past year. Because looking back through our back catalog, man, I don't know how we have any listeners after those movies. It was kind of brutal. Who says that we do? Pretty bad. Well, that's fair. No, actually, no. We we got a really nice comment the other uh, the other day on Facebook from someone who said she's been going through our back catalog of episodes, and I was really uh, embarrassed, impressed, shocked. <laughs> and, yeah, so many fields all at Hopefully, once. She Hopefully didn't go back too far. So number five, um, number five for me is the Lego Movie. Oh, oh all right. good, good choice. Good choice. Yep, Dick. that is good. Yep, good. Pick, Everything Josh. is awesome. It is. Everything is awesome. Daniel. What is your number five? I think we figured out before the show that Daniel has been with us for 15 main event episodes. So Daniel went back and actually went through, we uh, put him through the torture chamber of having to go back and go through all of our episodes so that he could rank all 50 shows. So Daniel, were you, um, were you able to find a number five that wasn't too embarrassing? Yeah, I, I, I want to echo Josh's sentiment. Uh, something has changed, I don't know, uh, in the past year or so, and you guys are reviewing better movies. I don't know what that change was, <laughs> you know, um, but there's a lot better reviews, com- uh, a lot better movies that we're reviewing now. But D- Daniel, uh, are, are you mystery. saying that the quality of our podcast is somehow enhanced since you've been on the show? Is that what you're implying? I would never. <laughs> He's not saying that correlation replies causation, implies causation. Shut up, but, Josh. You know. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> He's here, and now this. Well, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. So my I'm number sure. five uh, is a movie that I was here for, here, here to review, and that is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay. Okay. Almost made my list. Deafening silence. Okay. Yeah, that oh, was... that's yeah. a good answer. That's a good that's answer. Fine. I okay. thought you were going to do some explaining. That's why I didn't... I was giving you room to breathe. There's really no explaining to do. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, a, good, it's a good movie. Okay. And, you know, there you go. Lightsabers. Okay. <laughs> Lightsabers and all. It, it's a good movie. <laughs> Star Wars. That's right, folks. Our podcast criticism has only gone up. That's why he's here. <laughs> it's really good. All right. It's Star Wars. Leave him alone. You didn't even have an adverb in there. It's, I don't know. The it's reason I didn't explain more, I didn't know if the people listening had seen it. You know, it's a small film. I just didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to spoil, spoil anything. anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It's good. I mean, we wouldn't want to tell people that. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we've got 50 episodes. Right? That, that is not getting a sound effect. <laughs> I, I know it's not. Exactly, Christopher. Thanks. Yes. What is your number five favorite number f- film? Number five for me would be Edge of Tomorrow. 
episode 24 it was a wonderful movie i think it's highly underrated most people don't even think about it all that much in fact i think most people think this movie is called live die repeat because that's what the poster has on it for some weird reason because it's a better Um, title it probably is a better title but um anyway edge of tomorrow that yeah the title doesn't make any sense it was really great tom cruise uh was fantastic good script fun movie it's because groundhog day was already taken (laughs) it's true it's true and they thought you know what Okay. All right. Well, my number five, I I tried to, I think it might have been funnier if we would have put some sort of mandatory uh, number that had to be from certain years, but uh, I tried to spread mine out. My number five was Kingsman Secret Service. I I really, really love, love, love that movie. It's funny, and the second and third viewing on that, it gets better every time. So that's my number five. So back to the top. Number four, Melody, what's your fourth favorite screener's main event film review? Mm, well, Kingsman was, uh, it's, that's not my number four, but Kingsman was in contention for my number five. But to number four, um, it is Edge of Tomorrow. So Chris kind of stole my thunder there, but I loved that movie a lot. It's pretty much like all the things that I like in movies, and they did a great job with it. So there you have it, Edge of Tomorrow. Good, good. That is a good movie. All right, Josh, number four. All right, we are firmly in this year territory, so <laughs> Bridge of Spies. Mm-hmm. Bridge of Spies, very yep. good. You know, that is true. When I when I listened back to our Best of episode, it was like the happiest I've ever had heard Josh on a show. Yeah. So it's uh, <clears throat> that's, yeah. that's to be expected, to be expected. Hey, honestly, I remember being very happy about Lego Movie. Do you remember this, this, this conversation we had, I think, two episodes ago about how what I said was, like, I felt like this year, finally, we had a bunch of movies that I really liked. You guys made fun of me for it. And now here we are again, proving my point. These movies were awesome this year. It was a great year for movies. Uh, Boom. Just, just, just because the it. other years we reviewed it. movies right. were exceptionally terrible doesn't mean that this year the movies were objectively Josh, good. Josh, stop it with your words. Stop I your like logic. Josh's words. All right. Oh, thank you, Melody. Mm-hmm. This is riveting. Riveting, folks. <laughs> That's why you listen every week. All right. Or every other week or every other six weeks, just depending on when we get a new show out. I was going to say, in 2013, it was much less frequent. <laughs> That's, That's very true. true. All right, Daniel, what's your number four? My number four is Kingsman, The Secret Service. All right. Fantastic movie. Good pick. Good pick. I agree. All right, Christopher, number four? Guardians of the Galaxy, episode number 27. Go back and listen to it. Uh, anyway, I, the movie is great. What a wonderful change for the Marvel franchise. I'm still excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is currently shooting. So, uh, yeah, I like that movie quite a bit. It was uh, it was refreshing for uh, comic book films. It was. It was great. And I'm impressed that you did your homework to get your, uh, your show episode numbers. That's very impressive. My number four is Captain America Winter Soldier. I still think it's mm. the best Marvel film to date. Uh, mm-hmm. I love it. Just wonderful action grounded in a real world kind of story. Um, gives me great hope for the Civil War that's coming up. Uh, but I, I really, really love Captain America Winter Soldier. Which brings us now to our top three. Melody, what's your third favorite? Uh, the more I sit here and look at this list, the more I just want to change it around. But I'm just going to go with what is written. And so my number three is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Because mm-hmm. it was great. And I'm a little hurt that you guys reviewed it without me. But... Mm. That happened, so I'm not on the episode, but I did love it very much. That's good. Have it. Number That's three. Good. Number three. That's I. Mm-hmm. All right, Josh, you're number three. My number three is 
not a theatrical release, but a release that was snubbed by the Oscars, nonetheless. Beasts of No Nation, episode 42, because I'm now looking up episode numbers. <laughs> Thank you. Not to, be, not to be outdone. Now, wait a minute. This was a main event uh, review? I don't it recall. Was. Correct. Yeah, it I guess was. Because I wasn't on it, right? Because you guys reviewed correct. it without me. Oh, man, that's great. I should go back you and You were on the Steve Jobs episode? Are you sure about that? I was, was, but I wasn't there for the review of Beast of No Nation. Oh, so right. He wasn't on there because it, it would have required him to watch Beast of No Nation. Right. Yes. I got it. It's true. That is true. Okay. All right, Daniel, what is your number three? That's a great pick, Josh, by the way. Thank you. My pick is Gravity, and you guys are full of crap when Ooh. you say loses uh, quality after reviewing. That is a great movie. That is nah. fantastic. Nah. It's a, uh, you know, it's fine. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> you guys went from like, nah. Now you're like, it's all right. It's all right. Because <laughs> they, they're realizing how wrong they are. That's true. All right, Chris, what was your number three? The best movie of all time. Interstellar. Episode number 29. The best science fiction really? movie of all time. Yeah, that's right. You, you did say that. Said I do remember when you said that's it. That's right. Wow. That, that's why I just brought it up again. So there you go. Love it. Love it. Is it still, in your opinion, the greatest science fiction well, movie I mean, of I, all time? Come on, let's think about this. Like, I put it as number three. You got to know that maybe there are more other... Th- Never mind. We'll see. <laughs> you know what? Bated breath, people. Suspense. Wait see if it's Suspense. changed. All right. My number three is The Martian. I love The Martian from uh, from this year, and it was my, I think my number four or something like that, three, five, something. It was in my top ten, uh, but it was a number three. I love it. Same reason you did. I was interested to see, Josh, I think in your end of year top ten, did this end up being your number one? Did I see that correctly? Uh, I feel I like you did that. Two. Okay. I just know we didn't get a chance to talk about it, and I feel like I saw that right. on the list. It was way up So there. you loved it, Josh? Yes, yes, I Yay. did. It was that fantastic. Yeah, it's a great yes, movie. It was. it was. All right, so that takes us now to our top two. Things are getting serious here at the old Screenersville. Melody, number two. <laughs> um, I kind of just did something really wild and crazy on this one because just I just decided Hold on now. it was a good movie. <laughs> Monsters attack. Monsters so excited. Attack. Oh, boy. Chappie. Um, Pacific Rim. <laughs> What is it? No, my number two. I don't know if this is allowed, but I'm just gonna do it. Wow, you're so you're on the edge. <laughs> so much apologizing. This might be illegal. From episode fifty, ten Cloverfield Lane. Boom, there it is. Whoa! Spoilers for our review. I'm sorry, but this what? was the order you chose to do this episode in, and I am trying to be truthful. So there okay. you have it. That is totally allowed. Wow. That's actually, yeah, that actually was that really good. Wow, mind blowing. Good for uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. Good for you. Wow. Good for you. It happened. If right. I would have thought about that, this list may have changed. So, wow. All right. Yes. Oh, I wonder how Chris felt about it. All right. Melody comes out swinging. So, Josh, what's your number two? Um, I tried to hold back in the last round because my number two is Martian, from, The Martian from episode 40. All right. Boom. Excellent. Boom. I Excellent. Finally, I didn't get a chance to review it when you guys talked about it because I don't see movies when they come out. But I saw it eventually, and it's great. It indeed. is indeed great. All right, Daniel, your number two. Chad, you're going to like this one. My number two is Creed. All right. Amazing <laughs> movie. It is it. amazing you know, movie. It is. I'm, I'm here. 
Stallone was robbed. <laughs> he was robbed. It makes me angry every day. I'm, I'm, I saw. I follow him every on Instagram, day. and he puts up like all these pictures of him like meeting these people. And it's really actually in his old age, he's kind of mellowed out. And every time he puts up a picture, I'm like, oh, I'm so sad for you. But he, <laughs> he's very wealthy think, and famous. I'm sure he's doing okay. I'm sure he's a okay. I'm sure he is. Chris, what is your number two? All right, so for me, number two is a documentary that I really enjoyed, and that was Going Clear. In episode number 33, we reviewed it. It is a fantastic uh, documentary about a subject that I love. So, Going Clear. Chris, you got a thing for this Scientology deal. Something you really love. Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Like, it's all, and look, all these movies have either Tom Cruise or have to do with like aliens. So, hmm. or both. You know, or, or both. both. Yeah, so I don't know what that means, but uh, there it is. All right, my number two is How to Train Your Dragon 2. Wow. I love that movie very, very, very much. It has some of the most beautiful moments in like all of cinema that year where you just it's just a beautiful celebration of life and love, and it's a fantastic film that I think was robbed. Big Hero 6 won the Oscar that year, which is also great, but... How to Train Your Dragon 2 is on another level, and it's it's one that I really love. So there you go, number two for me. Which brings us now to our number one favorite film of the first 50 episodes of The Screeners. My number one is The Martian. I loved that movie. It is definitely all the things I loved in movies, and I loved everything about it. So it is my number one. The Martian. All right. It's up on a lot of our lists. All right. Don, we may have a consensus. Josh, what is your number one? I think I know. Yeah, I, I'm sure you do because I'm sure I'm the only one who has this at their number one slot. But it was just a lot of fun, most fun I have in the theater, and it hit a couple goals for me as far as theatrical releases go. So the Big Short from episode 46, my number boo. one. Video. <laughs> I love his boo. <laughs> All that time. coming. I love it. <laughs> Contrary to Daniel's opinion, that is a great, great movie. All right. So, Daniel, what is your number one? It is very easily The Martian. Fantastic wow. freaking movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unlike you, Daniel, I will support you and say that is a good pick for number one. Good job, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you see, <laughs> Thank you, you so have much. to take your lessons in life about how to be positive from Josh. That's what he brings to the right. table. Yeah, All right, That's Christopher, true. what is your number one? Well, I hate to sound like a broken record, but it is The Martian for me. Episode number yeah. 40, a great, great movie, and I uh, had a lot of fun. It was awesome. All right, all right. So, no surprise here. My number one is Creed. No doubt about it. it was my number no. one. My number two movie last year, <laughs> seriously? actually. Yeah, seriously. It's a great movie. Uh, but it seems as if our consensus number one for the screeners is The Martian. So, yay for The Martian. For our first 50 episodes, you are the winner. Mark Watney, Space Pirate. Yes. <laughs> Guys. I have made a horrible mistake. Not Just looked really. back, and I realized, for some reason, I had blanked. You guys asked me, and I said no, we had not. You asked me if we had reviewed, as a main event, Mad Max, and I said no, and actually we did. What episode was that? What episode? What? I know. Was ep- you it was said that we did not. 30, yeah. Th- I didn't 34. even see this discussion. I completely I'm skipped sorry. this in our chat room, and... I would have totally set you straight because you people are the only reason I saw that movie. Episode 34. You're welcome. Go back and listen to just how angry I was about that whole experience. 
anyway, so that was a jam-packed episode. I just looked straight over it. So that's my fault, guys. I, that would have been my number one movie if I would have realized it. I was being there. I was looking for it. I couldn't find it, but there it is. So my number one. I don't know if any of your guys' lists yes. would have changed. Yes. Melody, would that yes. have been? Very <laughs> distressed about this. Yeah, because sorry. it clearly so, would have been my number one. Daniel, right. you know, where would it have been on your list? That would have been number one. Star Wars would have been gone. Okay, well, in that case, folks, yeah. we have a new consensus screeners, number one from the top 50. <laughs> Thank you, Josh, for your <laughs> contribution. It is now Mad Max. Oh, poor Rose. Josh. The, like, joy was in sight. Of the this market. is bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> I agree. Chris Wait, what did you just say a few minutes ago so, about supporting picks? That's I right. know you just you just said you'd support us in anything that we did, Josh. And I think what I said I supported Daniel in picking the Martian. How did you get from that to this? What is wrong with you? All right, so I, I like what I married two people. Before we move on to our main event reviews tonight, just very quickly, are there any honorable mentions that almost made your list? Just a couple. Uh, let's start with Melody. Any honorable mentions? Yeah, I mean, you guys mentioned a lot of them. I had The Kingsman, Bridge of Spies, Interstellar, and I did also have Gone Girl on there. Okay. Uh, Josh, what about you? Anything else? Yeah, I was going to say, we always do honorable mentions in these lists. Um, Interstellar was not that good. I'm sorry. You are correct. You are correct. Um, On my list for honorable mention was Star Wars, which almost made the top five. And I'm going to go a little bit uh, non-traditional, unusual here. And say that it might not have been like in the top as far as movies we reviewed, but I think more people should go see Noah because it was interesting, oh. and I like Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that totally. makes me happy. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to fend off the do it, Melody. Chat. Do it, Noah. So, so Daniel, uh, what about your honorable mentions? Do you have any? Uh, yeah, I'd say Ex Machina was great. Steve Jobs, Beast of No Nation. Uh, those are probably yeah, probably the only ones I have. Good. All right, Chris. What about you? Honorable mentions. Uh, Deadpool, um, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Uh, those two I, I quite quite enjoyed a lot. Okay. And I had Gone Girl. I had Star Wars. I had Rogue Nation and Deadpool as well. Oh, sorry. Star Wars is on my list too. Sorry. Okay. Just barely. Now, just, just – I don't know if we didn't officially make this a thing. But before we go, let's also talk about the other side of the coin, our least favorite films that we reviewed in the first 50 episodes. So some of you may have three. Some of you may have one. May have one. Some of you, like Josh, may be all of the rest. Uh, but let's start with you, Melody. What were your least favorite films that we reviewed? Well, my clear big winner, least favorite of all, is Transformers Age of Extinction. I'm uh-huh. slightly embarrassed that we reviewed that film. Um, so that, that takes the win there. But uh, runners up to that, I had Elysium, Pacific Rim, and sadly, Chappie. Elysium, man. Whew. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. That's a good list. Josh, what about you? I mean, I I skipped some of the some of the better ones that would have made the list, like Pacific Rim and Transformers <laughs> and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which you guys talked about. Oh, I didn't see it. that one. So good. We it. That movie it's was It's a main awesome. event, guys. I'm not know if Avengers you know 2, Iron Man 3. I mean, those are all just in a general realm of bad. But you know my least favorite. It was Mad Max, <laughs> followed by It Follows. Huh? Huh? I support you there. It follows Mad no, Max. It follows is good. You guys are crazy. No. Number three is the visit, and then going also on down. A good movie. No, it was not. <laughs> yeah, it is terrible. Elysium, terrible. And I'll just round it out with now you see me because man, that was bad. I saw that one. I was like, what? We reviewed that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. That happened. Yes, okay. we did. Yes, we did. Daniel, what were your least favorites? 
I, I just have one. As I was scrolling through, there's one movie that, that just pops out that I have a really... There are worse movies than this one, but this one just... I have a special hatred in my heart for Now You See Me. I absolutely... <laughs> I hate that movie for what it represents, and that is people... Patrick? Thinking that a twist means it's a good movie because <laughs> people who think that twist in that movie is makes sense, they're, they're fools. They're foolish. <laughs> you, don't you don't like people. I really hate that movie a lot. I hate that sounds like you really hate bad. more than just that movie. You might. That's, yeah. that's pretty. That's angry, Daniel. I like it. All right, Christopher. What what were your least favorites? Chappie. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and then the worst movie we have ever reviewed, Pacific Rim. You're so ridiculous. (laughs) You're so ridiculous. Uh, Makes me, I don't even know what to say. Well, my least favorites, I went about this like very much like we do our other list, and I, I, I went about this by maybe not making the objective worst movie, but just my most disappointed, which was definitely Chappie. Uh, Spectre for sure was on that list. Jurassic World was on that list for me because that was really disappointing. Uh, but one of mine, and it's not coincidence, and I'm telling the truth here, that was on there is no doubt Noah. No doubt about <laughs> it. No doubt about it. You need it. to go read your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot all about the rock monsters. <clears throat> no, I don't care about any of that stuff. I just, the movie was just, it was not, not it was beautiful, but it was not good. So anyway, you're crazy. You're crazy. Uh, so anyway, that's it, folks. Those are the first 50 episodes, our favorites, our least Woo! favorites, everything in between. Stay with us for the next 50. It's only going to get better or worse, depending on whose viewpoint you side with. So now <laughs> let's move on to the main event. Welcome to the main event. All right, guys. Well, for our main event this week, we are reviewing 10 Cloverfield Lane. And I saved your life by bringing you here. And everyone outside of here is dead. What happened to your arm? Were you trying to escape? I was trying to get in. What was that? Quiet. How do you know that this is real? The IMDb description reads, After getting in a car accident, a woman is held in a shelter with two men who claim the outside world is affected by a widespread chemical attack. So, I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on this movie. Now, personally, I won't give all my thoughts right now, but clearly you know I loved this because it was my number two of all the movies we've ever reviewed on this podcast. Um, But I was not a huge fan of the first Cloverfield movie. Um... I think mostly because I was so hopeful about it because it was a JJ movie, right? So when produced. I heard this one was JJ coming produced. out, right? But you know, JJ's name makes me hopeful. Just sure. still, I don't care, Josh. I don't care. So, anyways, when I heard this one was coming out because I didn't love the first one, I was like, whatever. I don't want to see it at all. But then I saw the trailer, which obviously, hopefully, many of our listeners have seen, and I feel like we must do like probably pretty brief reviews before we go into spoilers on this. Um, would be my recommendation, but we'll see what you guys have to say. Um, but anyways, after seeing the trailer, I was excited to see this movie. And so I'm very interested to see what you guys thought. So let's start with Chris. 
Whoa. What did you think of 10 Cloverfield Lane? Uh, so this movie was from the moment it started very tense and didn't lead. It didn't let go of that tension the entire time. Um, obviously, like you said, it's very difficult to give a full on review, but I felt like the uh, claustrophobic nature of this kind of movie can become overly exhausting to the point where I, you, I just don't like this type of film where it's all in one location. Uh, people are trapped, not able to go anywhere. But I felt like uh, this movie kept its pace. Like it kept building and building and building. Uh, and you never knew where it was going. And I never felt like there was a point in time where I knew exactly how this was going to end up. And um, it's a pretty incredible uh, accomplishment. I think the performances are fantastic. There are really only three characters in this movie. They are uh, really well drawn out, well thought through, well acted. I, I just really enjoyed uh, just about every aspect of this film from um, the very Hitchcockian uh, score and feel, very psychological, very much in these characters' heads. And uh, I don't know, it was relentless for me. I, I enjoyed it uh, to uh, the nth degree and, and found it fantastic. I can't wait to revisit it again because I have a feeling there are a lot of hidden hidden things in this film that I can go back and, and chew on even more. So for me, I, I liked everything about this movie. It was It was spectacular. Awesome. Well, and we, we've also forgotten to mention, I neglected to mention, the director of this film, Dan yeah. Trachtenberg, which, you know, is really a close personal friend of mine. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that he yes. knows who I am. No, just kidding. He was on a podcast that several of us listened to for many years. Totally rad show. woo -hoo. And, you know, we feel like we know the guy, and this is his first big, big movie release. So that was another, like, huge piece of excitement uh, to see what he did with this movie. So... I'm interested to see what you guys think of that, too. But we will move on now to Chad. What did you think of 10 Cloverfield Lane? Well, I, I actually very much like the original Cloverfield. It's not my favorite movie. I didn't love it, but I, I liked it a lot. And the first thing that, that really got me excited about this movie was the fact that you first heard about it, and then like two months later or six weeks later, it was coming out. And so... It's so rare these days to not have a teaser like a year and a half in advance and then multiple stories. And so I immediately wanted to not know a lot about it. And then when I saw that it was directed by Dan Trachtenberg, I became so excited. I One of the very first podcasts I ever listened to on a regular basis was The Totally Rad Show back in 2007. And that show ran... I feel ran, like we should sing the theme song. Just. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it ran... <laughs> for seven years and so on a weekly basis i spent time with these three guys you know and they kind of had it laid out where one was the video game guy one was kind of the tech guy and then dan was the film guy i fell in love with those guys just their personality i felt like i knew them and dan's from the very beginning trachtenberg has always been like i'm gonna make movies i'm gonna he graduated from film school and he made these little shorts on the show and so more than anything else with this movie i was just excited to see yeah. that he finally made it. It was so yep. awesome just to, because he was just like you and I sitting around talking about, I want to make a movie one day. And then he did it. Um, and then he made this movie. What? And, and ah. then he made this movie. And then he made this movie. And I have to say that like, and, and I think we probably need to get into spoilers rather quickly so that we can talk about, I, I there are some things that I didn't completely love about this movie, but 
for the most part, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I loved it from the standpoint, the the tension that it creates, the just the subtle subtle things that happen that make you think you understand what's happening or you pick a side and then just by little things that happen you immediately question that you never feel safe you don't quite understand everybody's motives it works wonderfully it works beautifully i will have to definitely say that without talking specifically about it my favorite opening like title card and i can remember when from a movie when you first see the title of the of the film freaking awesome without telling you yeah. what it's like overall i really really love this movie i think we need to to jump into spoilers to talk about it. i did have some problems with it specifically toward the last part of the movie but we can mm-hmm. we can talk about that uh, when we get into spoilers but overall this is as and, and i know it's strange because we watch people and celebrities on TV and you feel like you know them and it's, you know, it's this whole psychological thing, but I feel like somebody that I know made a movie and it's so great. And I'm so proud that he did it. And what a debut, like I'm legitimately excited about what's he going to do next. Uh, So, because the directing in a film like this, it's so contained. The direction is vitally important and I think he crushed it. So yeah, I, I really loved it. Yes. Go Dan. All right, Josh. What did you see? Tell, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Did you see it? <sighs> yes, I saw it. <laughs> you people. Oh, let us like hear it. the I love. Saw Come Mad on. Max. I saw this movie. Come on. <laughs> All right. So, what'd you think? Well, so I watched the trailer too, and from the trailer and the IMDb description, I don't think my um, initial overview is going to spoil anything. So I will just say, I am tired of the discrimination that our society heaps upon doomsday preppers. Like, you can't even build an underground bunker and stock it with a five-year supply of food these days without people automatically assuming that, you know, you have some kind of psychological disorder. (laughs) And it's time that stopped. Maybe I like it underground. Maybe I'd rather eat rice and beans for the rest of my life than spend any more time with you people reviewing movies like Now You See Me, (laughs) having your heads buried in the sand, thinking it can never happen to us. Maybe I'm just... Wait, where was I again? (laughs) Um, okay, yeah, the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I hate to be the voice of dissent. Okay, I don't hate uh... to be the voice of But you guys feel like you know Dan Trachtenberg, and that's great. And it's, it's great to see someone you've formed that one-way relationship with make it <laughs> in Hollywood. Josh has been waiting but... to read this all day. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, that's Come on, let's get it over with. Let's go. Because I've been forming it as you guys have been praising him. It was uneven. It had moments where, you know, I thought it was doing a good job of, like Chris said, it's a, it's a tiny cast in a tiny place. And I, I thought sometimes it was doing a good job of keeping that, that mom- momentum going in that environment, which was really claustrophobic. But then, like, it would drop into meaningless filler conversation. I just wanted the movie to, to move on. I, I can't really, I have a hard time putting my finger on exactly what I thought was wrong with the treatment of the story. But, like, the first and the second acts were drawn out too long for the third act to be meaningful, not to get too deep into the weeds. But, uh, you know, like you guys said, that it was well acted, but I, you know. I don't know. It, it, to me, overall, it wasn't worth the time. And in breaking news, oh, really? Josh still doesn't minute. like things. It's not worth your time. You don't think this movie was worth your time? No, I no, not at all. 
Wow. Okay. Well, we're just going to move on from that because I might cry a little. So, Daniel, what did you think? I'm so interested to know. Well, like Josh, uh, I don't have a one-way relationship with uh, the director. First of all, can I say that you guys should try some one-way relationships? They're great. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say I don't have any one-way relationships. Anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't have, uh, I I didn't know this director before this movie. So, yeah, I didn't didn't feel that connection. But it didn't freaking matter because he crushed this movie. Uh, the, The direct, exactly like Chad said, the direction here is absolutely fantastic. Um, let me back up. I, I did uh, like Cloverfield quite a lot. I'm, I might even love it. it I, I really, really like it a lot. And so when the trailer dropped and it's easily, I feel so comfortable saying that that's the best trailer of 2016 and we're only in March. Um, that was an amazing trailer. Yeah, I was super excited for this. Especially that uh, song, Think We're Alone Now. Exactly. Oh, it was a great trailer. Yeah, the trailer was amazing. Um <clears throat> So, like I said, the movie itself was absolutely incredible. Uh, it was really intriguing throughout. Uh, the movie had a grip on me from the start. Uh, like Chris said, it's it's claustrophobic. It's so well directed that I I often felt trapped along with the characters. I leaned over to my wife during one portion of the film and was like, "I'm seriously getting really claustrophobic right now" because yeah. it was so yeah. gripping. Gripping is is seriously the best word I can use for the movie. The performances are stellar especially john goodman uh super creepy and the visuals are, are fantastic it's tightly directed the pacing is steady so i loved it yeah it's weird john goodman is creepy without being like at the beginning on a pro- like he, there's he does such a good subtle uh like creepy guy uh, like yeah. I, I felt yeah. like it was it was totally believable like he didn't know he was creepy you know what i mean for sure it was good for sure and and before i go on i want to reemphasize how much i loved the movie because mm-hmm. it does have some flaws. Oh, definitely yeah. it does. It, it, there are definitely flaws to this. I disagree uh, with you. I think it's perfect. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, the first flaw being uh, the title gives away the ending. And that's not a spoiler to say because it's just the title. You know where this film is going from the start. From I the disagree. I, and we can get into spoilers about this, but I totally disagree with you on that point. But can yeah, you I, definitely, I definitely want to talk about it. But, yeah, I don't uh, see you know, how you could disagree. You know, there's no, there's no mystery. There would have been mystery. I thought it was a red herring, to be honest with you. That's that's what I mean. I mean, so I just thought, let's we'll, save it. We'll let's talk save about, it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. so basically, basically, the way I felt about it, I felt like it was very mysterious, a very uh, intriguing, gripping film. But because of the title, I knew where it was going from the start. So I think the title hurt more than it, I know. I know the title got people in in the theaters. Yep. Uh, but. I think the mystery would have been far greater had it been just, uh, you know, named something else. But we'll talk about that more in detail later. All right. Well, this is good to hear, Daniel. I, I completely agree with you. And I'm glad that it is not only our our affiliation with Mr. Trachtenberg that uh, makes this movie great. And clearly it's not. I, and we went to see this movie with a bunch of people, by the way. And so I was like a little bit nervous because I really didn't want anybody hating on it. Like I just wanted to enjoy my time. But literally, I've, we, we literally came out of that movie theater and stood and talked for like 20 minutes about this movie. Um, so that is a very good sign of like just a gripping film. Uh, I do agree with you guys. It's it's not perfect. Does have some problems definitely towards the end. I don't agree with Josh about the pacing though. I felt like yeah, it was just completely gripping from the moment it begins, like the whole way through. We were we watched it at a Cinebistro. So like, you know, we had all this great food and desserts and whatever, but like 
I could hardly even make myself eat because I was just so entranced with the movie. I loved it. I thought I thought the performances were amazing. Um, and I, I, like to me, it did keep me guessing about several things that we can talk about in spoilers. But I loved it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's give our yay or nays on whether folks should see this in the theater and then go to spoilers because really there's so much more to be discussed there. So, uh, Chris. Should our listeners go see this film? Walk. Oh, no. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> Please. We need that to stay. Uh, run. Do not walk. It is, it's really great. It, it is. If you like thrillers, you're going to love 10 Cloverfield Lane. All right. Chad. Yeah. And I feel like we also we didn't mention specifically the the Mary Elizabeth Winstead character. Uh, she is right. great in this movie. So yeah, go see this movie. Absolutely see it in the theater. I think it had like a $30 million opening weekend, which is great for a small budget film, but it, I think the word of mouth is starting to build about how good it is. So yes, go see it and see it in the theater. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Josh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, if you're going to see it, it's probably better suited for the theater just because of the aesthetic of the movie it it i don't know yeah it, it sounds like it might too. be yeah mm-hmm. but i would recommend against seeing it in general so i don't know how that plays into the equation i just don't understand you sometimes <laughs> okay <laughs> no one understands me any of the time that's kind of my thing <laughs> but sometimes i do but not today all right daniel how about you no doubt see it in the theater it is definitely suited for the theater see it now Yes, I agree. I think it it, w- it will be even more enjoyable in the theater. So if you can see it, I literally texted a bunch of people that night, like even though it's 10 o'clock when we got out, I was like, cancel your plans for the week. Go see this movie as soon as you can. It's so good. So I was very excited about the movie. Anyways, everyone should go see it. Don't listen to Josh. And now we will go into spoilers. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got him? But there's so many places it wouldn't have occurred to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in a dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. Okay, so I'm sure you guys have specific things that you would like to discuss in spoilers, yes? Yeah. yeah. So how well, how was Cloverfield Lane, the name, not a spoiler? Yeah, for, well, for because... Real, Chris. Hey, come on, Josh. Why you got to be so... <laughs> well, because you were the mean. only one who disagreed with that. I mean, Well, because honestly, I didn't know how it was going to tie in to the original film. And I still don't think it actually did. He um, said like right at the, the beginning, thing. if the Martians have... Never mind. But so they weren't the- Martians in Cloverfield. All I'm saying right. is, is that this is not... And I don't think this is actually... I mean, maybe we can have a debate about this, but I don't even know this is in the same universe as Cloverfield. No, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I don't think it is in the same universe. I would. I hope it's not, because that right. wouldn't make any sense. Oh, I agree. Um, 
So, but, so my, but, my, my point is, is that uh, honestly, at one point in the film, they're watching VHS movies. Um, and so I thought, I really did think that maybe they were going to throw in like a, a monster movie that was going to be very similar. And then that's kind of the way that it, they tied in. Clover. I just, I obviously we knew it was a place, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and it still was a place. It had nothing to do with the Cloverfield uh, monster program secret thing yeah. that the first movie was. So this, the, the right word away. Cloverfield in this, has they're not connected in any way, sure. shape, or form. Chris. So that's what I mean. Yeah, uh-huh. crazy so, town. So that has, so that has yeah, absolutely say, nothing to do. I was going to say, are you serious? Do, that has absolutely nothing yeah, to I'm do serious. with, with uh, the reason I think it's a spoiler. The reason it's a spoiler yeah. is because we don't – you're right. You're absolutely right. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Right. But the whole mystery of – is John Goodman crazy or is something going on? I don't know, but we from the beginning, we know something's going on. There no, is don't. some kind of alien force out there. We don't know um, that. We never know that until the the, the last Chris, second. Come you on, absolutely man. Absolutely know that. Every, listen, <laughs> even, even in the marketing, the very yeah. first word that they show is Cloverfield. And then the ten lane comes up. They yeah, strongly perfect. intimate that this is in the same world, whether it is or not, yeah, is irrelevant. I, I, Nobody that has any knowledge of the first movie did not think that when she got out at the end, there were not going to be some alien creatures absolutely. happening. Nobody, absolutely. everybody knew that. And I, I thought I was wondering. I was going to ask you guys. I came in here ready to ask you: Is this supposed to be a prequel? Is it the beginning of a not, prequel? I don't. No, what no. is this? This is I, a. This I think is, it's just an anthology yeah, that's exactly thing using the word Cloverfield, and that's great. I have no problem with that for real. I think that's awesome. But the 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 problem is this whole thing is built on a mystery of whether anything happened outside or not because right. we don't really know, and we find out at the first second that the title card comes up. So. When, yeah. Wait a minute, how how do you know that though? Like the only reason why you know that is because the the marketing department decided to call this 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Yeah, that's my problem with it. That's you literally just described my problem. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. But what I'm saying is is that I didn't I, I honestly as a film person going into this, I just thought to myself this may be a red herring and they're just screwing with me. So the entire time I was trying to think of the ways that this was not going to be about aliens. And honestly, I was actually surprised when it was the way that they revealed that I actually quite enjoyed. I enjoyed the end of this movie. I know a lot of people aren't are, didn't Ooh, enjoy it. I, did I loved it. I, I thought I it was still enjoyed it. I thought it was I still enjoyed hey, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it as well. Like I have absolutely no problem with the way it went down. Well, I've minor problems with the way it went down but the aliens being there no problem at all my, my problem was that the mystery was taken out that's really it i have to say i kind of agree with chris a little bit actually because like uh I, we were talking about this at the gym with some people today actually and they they were you know they'd seen the trailer and they've seen cloverfield and they were like so like does it have anything to do with the first one like is, is there like aliens in it and like they know it's a Cloverfield movie, but they're asking me, so they don't okay. know for right. sure. But yeah, that's, okay. But that's to no. Wait a minute. The <laughs> fact that they asked you, are there aliens in it, exactly. means that they know that the potential for aliens being well, in it, sure, the mystery is sure. real. Okay, okay no. So you cannot. No, 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 don't was, wait a minute. If, don't don't. Of course, me. If you ha- if it wasn't called Cloverfield, and you got through the entirety of the first whatever hour and twenty minutes of this movie. Not knowing that there's even the potential for anything supernatural except for some sounds that you hear, and then you got out, and then you saw aliens, you would lose your mind because yeah. you no. wouldn't expect the, the original it. title. It's the totally original true. title. No, the original not. title of this movie was Valencia. So if this no, no, was no, called no, no, Valencia, no, no, no. we would called, have no, no idea. No. No, this is called The Cellar. This, this both is, of those titles were used for the film, and both of those titles 
would uphold my would point. Would have been much better. Been going is is John Goodman crazy? I have no idea. Is there something you weren't doing that? Out there? Yeah, I was well, say, uh, to a very minor extent, but I knew to a different alien, extent. To, to, yeah, that's a good way to put it. To a different extent, I knew there were aliens out there. I knew that. I completely I, I did not. I, I completely yeah. did not. I I I mean, kind of hoped that it wasn't honestly, but. I didn't know, and I loved that I it's didn't not, know. You again, really don't know until you get It's not about there. that you don't know, or you don't, or you do, or don't know. It's that you have you know to ask that question. If you have no inkling that there could possibly be aliens, and then she gets out and the freaking aliens. No, John would, Goodman. No, 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 no. Blow, John, John Goodman sets that up. John, John Goodman, Goodman him saying that, that there's Martians. Doesn't set that up. It, yes, it, makes, him, it makes him appear like Josh, he's crazy. Josh just, Josh just said that. That, that is exactly no, correct. Like, no. John Goodman is trying to convince these two people that are in, or this one person, I should say, that is inside this this underground bunker that a global event has right. happened. And he doesn't know what it is. is contaminated. It could Exactly. The air could be, it might be Martians. It could be the, and you don't know exactly what it is. And so I didn't know what the Cloverfield connection was going to be. I knew that it was loosely connected. I had no idea. So my, my idea was, for me, I don't know for sure that this is in the same universe. I don't know if there's a giant monster out there. I don't know if there are aliens out there. I don't know if there's nothing out there. What if we get out there and nothing has happened and then it's somehow, no, 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 no. There's there's a million different ways it could have gone. I, I'm I'm not saying that it could have been the movie would have been worse. I'm just saying for me, I did not go into this movie just absolutely assuming that what John Goodman was saying was true. That's all I'm saying. Uh, of course well, not. So hold on, it's the fact that the word is in the title means that when John Goodman says that, it's over. It's over at that point. No, it's and not. That's I'm not true. To, it's not true. This is speculation on my part. It's psychological speculation. But I'm going to say that you and Melody are reading very J.J. Abrams into this at that point and saying he loves twists. He's trying to fool us. How is he trying to no, fool us? No, no, no. This was a psychological thriller from the beginning. I wasn't looking for a twist. Honestly, I, for me, the twist would have been if there wouldn't have been a twist. You, yeah. you started out this review by saying you were looking for a twist. Where? By saying, I was thinking the whole time this could be a red herring. What could have really happened? No, no, no. Rewind the, the tape, everyone. The name Cloverfield, Josh. I'm saying I'm talking about the name Cloverfield. I'm saying obviously somehow, in some way, shape, or form, this is going to connect back with a previous work. And so I thought, well, maybe they just put it on there to say that no, actually, it has nothing to do with it. Uh, we tricked you. That um, would be the dumbest thing. I don't think I would so. Be so <laughs> that would be so angry. That would be really stupid. That would be it, so not, freaking not, angry. Not if the movie did something even better. I'm, I'm just saying I, I wasn't I, – I didn't know what to expect. That's all I'm saying is, is that I didn't know enough about the movie. I hadn't seen enough press about it. I knew nothing other than the fact that Dan Trachtenberg directed it. J.J. Abrams produced it, uh, and that you know it's it it has some loose connection with a, a movie that I somewhat enjoyed from several years ago that I don't even really remember the plot points of. So that that's that's it, man. That that's all. That's all, the only place that I was. Honestly, I, I I'm just saying I, it didn't bother me as much as it did you guys. I don't think it was not a, a big deal that I was thinking it about. Well, and again, it, it didn't bother me. Like I really did love the movie. So let's you know this is. I, I wish it was a little more mysterious in in that regard, but. That said, it was very. You, it did keep you guessing in other ways. And, so I'm so, saying. So, I'm so saying. I, I really did. So I did love the movie. So you know that absolutely did not ruin the movie. Uh, that's right. just 
it, it would have added a, a one level more of mystery. It didn't. It didn't ruin the movie, but it clearly ruined, or not ruined, but dampened any kind of surprise that you're actually yeah. in right. aliens there. Right. Uh, it just absolutely on. did. Let's and so, just <clears throat> let. Okay. The, one of the best surprises the, was when he shot Emmett. I Holy thought that was cow. I thought that, that was great. Was definitely, amazing. definitely jumped there for me. It was yeah. one of those things in cinema that never happens. Usually, there's that tension of like the gun slowly moves yeah. up, and then is he going to do it? Is he not? No, it's just bam, over, done, yeah. finished. It's like what? Well, I have a question about Emmett. Did any of you guys at any point in time think maybe he was the one that had taken the girl and was actually the like molester killer, and that John Goodman was just literally doomsday guy? Yeah, because I totally did. I, did. I was so I was like so tense that like no, they're gonna kill John Goodman, and then Emmett's actually the. Okay, well, good. I'm glad I'm not the yeah, only one. Yeah, so that I that think, scene was especially jarring because yeah, I was like, I think it's one of the strengths of the movie is that it does constantly, for me anyway, it constantly had me trying to second guess myself because it mm-hmm. it it definitely guides you into maybe he did, maybe he didn't, maybe she did, maybe, and so it's all this. Especially really? when they drop the breadcrumbs of the the earrings and the picture yes. and scraping help me and that all awesome. of those things. That was so good. Yeah, it so, leads yeah. it Wait. leads to many, many, many great moments. Like of course the killing of Gallagher's character is great. Uh the woman, you know, when, when she tries to escape and then the woman's outside and wants to get in and give oh much gosh. And she starts banging her head against the thing, you're like, What? Immediately for me I thought, okay. I think this is all just a setup because like for me, if I was a creepy guy or whatever, I would have somebody outside to prove the point because she was there. It just felt like it was too like uh, coincidental. There would be a woman trying to get in the moment she was trying to get out. And so that's what I thought. I was like literally like, oh, shoot, like this is just a. This is this is all fake. This is a complete- John Goodman has hired an actor to stand outside. Is <laughs> really? No, no, no. Like that? a. Yeah, I did. No, I, th- I thought it was like a, somebody who was a um, uh, was helping him. You know what I mean? Like, uh, his yeah. wife or whatever, somebody enabling I, him. I never thought that. I, I bought it that because uh, her skin was melting off of her face. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, she started oh, beating her head against the thing that I was like, oh. And it oh. started bleeding. I was like, okay, uh, you need to yeah, get oh, back yeah, inside. Oh, yeah, like that's never happened before in a movie. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I get it. But I was just like, <laughs> you need to get back inside. And even, even at the very end when she got out, because let me say this, my problem with the end is, I know we got in that got in the weeds on that whole other argument. My problem at the end was not that there were aliens or that I wasn't surprised that there were aliens. I just thought it got a little ridiculous at the end. The whole yeah, pick, picking up the car, yeah. throwing the Molotov cocktail into the small <laughs> hole of the mouth. Yeah. All of I that agree. stuff I thought was dumb and silly. Yeah. Whereas leading up to that moment, even the stuff where the creatures were chasing her around the car and in the shed, all that stuff was wonderful. If it just could have stayed a little bit more grounded, it, running up to the house and the thing flies up behind it was awesome. And then it just got it just got so silly. That was my biggest problem with the yeah. ending. Not that there were aliens. Yeah. Well, I also... Just, I completely agree. Also, at the ending, continuity alert. There's no way that car starts and she gets away. Whatever. Why? Why? Because the the zombie woman who tried to get in pulled up to the door with her headlights on and the engine on and then died. The car is out of gas, it is out of battery, and it is not going to start. Boom. What's it? Get him, Josh. <laughs> Boom. Well, anyway, yeah, the, my, my, I agree with those complaints about the ending. Uh, one uh, other, again, this is very minor, so don't jump on me for this, but uh, I think the, uh, I would have liked a little more twists with the character development uh, because all of the characters, they did keep you, get, you were guessing throughout, no doubt, 
But in the, in the end, all the characters were exactly who you thought they were from the beginning. John Goodman was the villain. Emmett was just some dopey guy. And and yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead was the was the hero. So I wish there was a little more, I don't know, something different. But But still, you know, that definitely didn't ruin anything for me. So no one thought that there was, like, with John Goodman's character arc, that maybe there was something they cut out of the movie. I just, it felt so incomplete. Like, they raised all these, just like it was an episode of Lost or something, they raised all these questions and then just left them there. Is that, did no one else feel that what, way? Like, what questions? No. Um, yeah. About his past? About, like... Oh, I don't think so. I mean, to me, it was clear that he, he lost his daughter, he kidnapped the girl, dressed her up like his daughter, killed the girl, dressed up the new girl like his like daughter, his daughter. Yep. and killed the guy. He obviously viewed the girl. I mean, that that, that scene where he couldn't say little women because he called her a woman because right, yeah. she looks like a girl. Yeah. It, the whole thing about his character is, yes, he is a doomsday prepper. Yes, he was right about the fact that something was going to mm-hmm. happen in the world. And yes, he was also a murderer. It was like all those yeah. things. Right. All of the yeah. things. I just I, I like the way that they revealed that though, like especially the finding of the earring, and because the moment when yeah. that happened, I was like, "That's very convenient." What is going on? Like, it's a good thing she took a picture in those exact same earrings. That was that's really <laughs> well, but she also scratched <laughs> help. Just the help thing was like, "What yeah, like is that. happening?" Well, that was where she was. I mean, that that the, that's how she was kept, though. You know what I mean? Like, she had those earrings when she was taken. So those yeah, were the only earrings she was the picture. Earring. Oh, with well, him, was remember? Taken? Well, no, there were two oh, pictures. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're talking. Yeah, I know you're school talking. picture. Yeah, 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 I know yeah, you're talking. About. But yeah, yeah, totally. I think this whole I think this movie just had so many great moments, including like the escape in the air vent with the knife. It's very oh. classic. Oh, dude, that's when so that's when I leaned my wife and said I was claustrophobic. I yeah. was my yeah. hands yeah. were sweating. I was like, "Oh, I can't take <laughs> yeah. this." So I, I, and, I have and, to say, like I feel like this is for me anyway. It was a wonderful Hitchcock movie with some sci-fi elements that came out of for me nowhere and I wasn't sure where they were coming. So I I understand that you guys with the word Cloverfield gave it away for you and, and I understand that and you were you went in looking for that connection. But for me I was like like well I know it's gonna happen at some point so I'm just waiting for it. But when she got out <clears throat> and and, not, and it all seemed fine and she could breathe and it was okay and I was like, oh all right, that's uh, that, that's where we're going. Okay, so nothing was nothing was you know nothing was the matter. Nothing was the problem. She got up on top of the the truck and looked over and saw that and whatever that line was. Oh, great! Or oh, come on! Oh, come on! For me, I was like, oh my gosh, the movie's going there. This is great. Uh, it's giving us an explanation. It's actually revealing that everything that John Goodman said was true. He was right, even though he did everything wrong. Uh, it was just. It was. I don't know. I, I I liked it. I liked the way all that ended up. I really did. Chris loves everything. I I'm excited for just the idea of this Cloverfield an- anthology because yeah. uh, that's just having completely. I mean, Ten Cloverfield Lane is wildly different than the original yeah. Cloverfield. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. just, I love that. I think that's awesome. So I'm excited. I hope they do more. And I'm I'm very excited about Dan Trachtenberg. I mean, not just because I like him, but just there are so many examples of how things are shot and how contrary to what how josh it affected josh uh the pacing and the tension yeah. is so strong throughout i mean there's just so, like even when she got out cutting to the inside of her helmet you know from that pov for how she's breathing and then cutting back back away just all of that just tension upon tension masterfully done so i yep. i thought it was great 
Yeah, I was 95% sure for a long time after she was out of there that he was going to, like, get out and be right behind her. Like, you just, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell what was happening. It was just shot so well. So good. Yeah. So. Sorry, let me close out this review by saying that I saw this movie with an old friend of the podcast, Kevin Welch. And the two most memorable things he said to me after the movie were about John Goodman's character. So he's not crazy. He's just insane. And... Also, so this movie proves that just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. That's right. And that about sums it up. There you have it. All those things can be true. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right. Our second movie for our double header tonight is Zootopia. Zootopia, a gleaming city where animals of all breeds, predator and prey alike, live together in peace and harmony. Yeah? Well, we're loud. Don't expect us to apologize for it. ZPD's first rabbit officer, Judy Hopps. You ready to make the world a better place? Bad news in this city gripped by fear. What can you tell us about the animals that went savage? Are we safe? This is priority one. Hops. Parking duty. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, I'm not just some token bunny. You strike out, you resign. Deal. Mr. Pig. Stop talking. Daddy! What did we say? No icing anyone at my wedding! I have to, baby. Daddy has to. The IMDb summary is this. In a city of anthropomorphic animals, a rookie bunny cop and a cynical con artist fox must work together to uncover a conspiracy. Now, this movie stars uh, Jennifer Goodwin, um, Nick, uh, Jason Bateman, Idris Elba, uh, and a slew of others in a, uh, in a wonderful cast. Uh, it is Disney's latest offering. I don't know. I wasn't totally excited to see this movie, but I'm excited to talk about this movie. So uh, let's. Uh, we're just going to talk in generalities. I don't think there's any reason to go too deep into this film, uh, but I definitely do want to at least discuss it with you because I think there are several things that need to be or should be discussed. So uh, I have no idea who I'm going to first, so I'm just going to say, uh, Melody, what did you think of Zootopia? Well, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I really, really loved it. I wasn't very excited to see it, although the trailer is amusing. But I, I've gotten a little, been a little bit let down of with the last few kids' films that we've taken the kids to see. Good dinosaur. So, yeah, that one for sure. But, you know, the kids were on spring break. It was the movie of the day, so we went to see it. And I totally loved every second, to be honest. Uh, it was funny throughout for me. And I was a little bit worried, actually, that the kids would not were not getting a, t- a lot of it at all which they didn't they didn't get a lot of the adult humor in it but they totally loved it too they it was like Brenna came out of it saying it was her favorite movie of all time and so they got it you know for what it was for them and I I got it for what it was for me and yes I know it's making lots of political statements whatever but at the same time I just I thought it was really funny and well done and very clever. Lots of the writing was very clever. Lots of the world building was clever, in my opinion. And I thought it was really fun. It was a good movie. Daniel, Zootopia. Yeah, one of the best comments uh, I have about Zootopia is that it doesn't feel like a Disney film. 
Uh, it's definitely better quality than a lot of like DreamWorks uh, animated movies or whatever. Um, but in terms of plot and setting and whatnot, it doesn't fit in with the average Disney film. But but it it proves that Disney can make more than fairy tales, um, uh, which they haven't done. Well, I guess they just did Big Hero Six. Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. Zootopia was pretty great. It was. It was nicely animated. It created a really interesting world. I liked the whole world that they set up. Nice world building there. Um, the story is fine. The characters are fine. The jokes are amusing. So the whole thing is the whole thing is is pretty good. Uh, I I wouldn't say I loved it, but I liked it. There's not there's not much to like specifically dislike, but uh, I don't I'm not sure that there was anything that really grabbed me and it's going to make me watch this again in the future. The the themes of the of the film are are the excellent part you know i would have never expected uh an animated children's film to cover like racism and prejudice in in such a like sly way like i just didn't expect it but you i was sly fox <laughs> yeah exactly and so i was i was pleasantly surprised by the message of the film i you know i'm the only one on the podcast who doesn't have kids so you guys can tell me better but i feel like the message was for adults not for kids in any way shape or form uh, I don't think they're going to get any of the the message of the film. It was it was good. It was fine. It's not revolutionary in its animation or or anything like that. And it's not as good as the ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes may lead you to believe. But it's still a solid film uh, with good themes and and definitely for the family friendly fair. It's it's definitely an excellent movie. So. There you go. Chad, what did you think of Zootopia? Uh, I agree with a lot of what's been said as far as the look of the movie. I think it, I think it's beautiful-ish. I, I liked it. Uh, I think the, the world build, building for sure is really excellent. I thought it was uh, very interesting and, and fun. Uh, I think there are moments that are genuinely funny. I really do. I think there are a lot of moments that are funny. I, I agree with Daniel that the overall impact of the movie seems to be less than what the 99% on Rotten Tomatoes is going for. I, I attribute that to something different anyway. But uh, I felt like it was too long. This movie, to me, felt like it, I think it's like two hours and two hours plus. It just felt long to me. Uh, I thought the adventure, like the cop, when it gets to the buddy cop drama, it was a little drawn out and it just felt a little boring to me. But overall, this movie, you can't look at it and say it's not very well done. Uh, I I just didn't like it as much as some of the recent offerings like Big Hero 6, for example, which was great. And for me, this movie is so unsubtle. It's just so... With its messaging, whereas Daniel thought that was the good part, I think that's the bad part just because it's just so – everything is so on its sleeve as far as hammering home one message after another. And then some messages are fine. It's not – certainly the context of what they're trying to get across is is fine. It's a good message. But it's so heavy-handed and so constant that I couldn't enjoy the story of the movie because I felt like I was getting a sermon through a kid's movie nonstop. So it's one of those things where I think very much like Cloverfield where both things are true. I think it's really well done. It's funny. I think kids of a certain age will like it. I think it's too preachy. It's not subtle and annoying because of everything that it's trying to convey. So many things that it loses the impact of trying to convey kind of one thematic or even two thematic kind of uh, thing. So overall, I'm just kind of like, eh. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I'll never watch it again. Uh, It was okay. Okay, uh, so I thought this movie was hilarious. Uh, there were 
so many laugh out loud moments, particularly uh, the sloth sequence at the DMV uh, was spectacular. I loved every second of that. Um, there are a lot of really great moments, iconic moments, um, and, and, and even callbacks to other Disney films. Uh, there's a, a weasel called Duke in this. He's the Duke of Weasel Town, uh, which is a direct callback to uh, Frozen. There are so many great, just like layered ways to enjoy and experience this film. And like you, I, I know you were saying that you don't think the kids got it, but after the film, we asked. Our daughters, and of course, our youngest didn't get that. She just, you know, bunny. She enjoyed the bunny. <laughs> but Brenna understood what they were saying, and I, and I understand that you said that it, it feels heavy-handed, and um, you know, it you know it just keeps telling you. But it's a kids' movie, and that's kind of the point: is that you want them to understand what you're trying to say. And I, I think it's a good message. I think it is. I really do think really well told. It's a fun buddy cop movie and my oldest daughter was excited to be able to see the sequel like she was like yeah this is great i want to see him go on other adventures you know they're just they're really great characters uh and they go through an arc i don't know i just i thought it was really well done the specifically the the animation is unlike anything i've ever seen um especially when you see zootopia for the very first time and it's this city and they explain the different geographical areas and how it works. And I was just drawn into the whole thing. And I, I think our kids, you know, for being a two hour plus movie, if that's what it is, I didn't even look at the runtime. It's an hour, 48 minutes. By the way. Okay. All right. It's so almost two hours long. I, I, they were enjoying it. I mean, Kayla had a few, mo- I mean, our youngest had a few moments where she was, you know, wanting to be in mommy's lap or whatever. But I thought f- for the most part, our kids were really enraptured with this film, and uh, I think it did a really great job of being a great kids' movie, having a good message, and actually just being really well done and enjoyable for for adults, which is a hard some can, can sometimes be very difficult to uh, to manage. I do think I'm going to watch this movie again, and I think it may be one of my very favorite Disney movies. It just it's really really good. It really. I don't know. It surprised me. It, it did. I liked it. Anyway, so. It also has a very addicting song. Yes. Yeah. We've been singing <laughs> the song for the last uh, couple of days now. Uh, the kids uh, enjoy it as well. Uh, so I, I don't know. I just, it's, for me, it was very endearing, especially the opening sequence when, you know, they're doing a play and the rabbit falls down and squirting ketchup. Okay. And, that did scare the kids a little bit. <laughs> <was> so great. <laughs> no, 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 no. For no, real, no. it did. They were having a good time. They were. Uh, no, they were scared. Yeah, they but were scared. okay. Anyway, so I, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I think it was, it was a good, it was a great movie. All right. So is there anything else anybody wants to say about Zootopia before we wrap this episode up? Eh. No. <laughs> awesome. No. Should, should you, should, I disagree should, with a lot of what you're saying, but I don't care enough to even respond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, eh, it's whatever. So just let me win like you did yeah. today with our game. It's All right. totally Fantastic. Fine. So we win with Cloverfield. We can win with Zootopia. <laughs> I love how you think you won, but he won't think that. All right. Anyway, Ever. guys. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and uh, close up shop. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right, and that's our 50th episode celebration. I hope it was everything that you dreamed it would be. Uh, I know it was for me. 
if you enjoyed it and you plan on sticking sticking with us for another 50 episodes, then you should probably like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast, and let us know what you think. Uh, we always appreciate our feedback. Uh, like our new listener, Kim Calland, uh, left us some really nice feedback uh, and some ideas on our Facebook page. So we want to hear from you. We want more ideas. We want more feedback. So hit us up there. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.